Are you being lazy? Are you? Or are you just being too hard on yourself? Welcome to the Becoming Future You podcast, where it's all about you. I'm here to help you figure out who you are and what you want out of your life. What are your special gifts? How do you impact others? What does living a great life look like for you? The answers are inside of you, and we're going to unlock them together. It's time to become future you. I'm your host, Mel Jolly. Let's get to work. Do you ever find yourself thinking that you'll never achieve your goal, you'll never achieve your dream, you're never going to amount to anything because you're so lazy? But then other times you find yourself thinking, I'm not lazy. I work super hard. I, I'm like the hardest working person I know. Uh, it sometimes is really hard to tell what is the truth. And I have 100% gone from I'm super lazy. I hope nobody finds out how lazy I am to I work so hard. This is definitely going to work. And I've, I've waffled back and forth basically in the same day. Right. So if that's you, please know that you're not alone. And it's sometimes it's it's really hard to tell, and we are definitely not our best judge of whether or not we're being lazy or we're being too hard on ourselves, right? Imposter syndrome is when you feel like a fraud and you're afraid people are going to discover that you're not actually good at the thing that people think you're good at, right? So you feel like you're a big fat faker. I think some of this plays into us feeling like we're lazy sometimes, and then other times being able to say, you know what, I'm not lazy. I get a lot done. I find it with myself and I find it a lot with my coaching clients and with my Unlock Your Five Star Future students. Uh, and being caught in this question, it is not helpful, right? It takes up brain space. It takes up a ton of your energy. It's exhausting. It slows you down. Then you can't create because you're too busy questioning. Am I lazy? <laughs> I don't know. But even though getting caught up in the question is not helpful, it's still a great indicator that something needs to change or something needs to be evaluated. The question itself, the wondering, even if you don't waffle back and forth, right? The wondering though is a good opportunity for you to ask yourself, all right, is this real? Am I, am I not moving the needle? Okay, so I didn't say lazy, right? because spoiler alert, you're not lazy, okay? We'll get to the end, right? That's still the question we're answering, but spoiler alert, you're probably not lazy. But what we wanna figure out is, are you not moving the needle? Like, do you feel like you're being lazy because what you're working on isn't actually moving you forward? It's not making a difference. It's not helping you get closer to your goal. It's kind of like procrasta-working. Have you ever procrasta-worked? This would be like when you need to work on your manuscript and instead you clean the toilet. Cleaning the toilet is still effort, it's still working, it doesn't get you any closer to having a finished book, right? So procrastinate working. Are you are you doing things that don't move the needle? Or are you possibly really working hard on things that matter but you're just getting impatient? And that's why you're feeling like, "Oh, this isn't working." So what we want to assess today is not the quantity of your work, but the quality 
All right. We're, we're trying to answer the question, am I being lazy or am I being too hard on myself? And the real question that we're trying to answer is what's the problem? Why do I have this feeling? Am I not moving the needle or am I just being impatient? Or maybe for you, it's even something else. But what is this feeling telling you? What needs to happen? So first, let's talk about evaluation strategies. Are you being lazy? You're being too hard on yourself. First thing, ask someone who knows you and ask someone who knows you really well. Uh, you need to choose carefully when you phone a friend. So if the area of your life that you're feeling lazy in or like you're not, you're not making a positive impact or things aren't working is your work life, then don't ask a friend who has nothing to do with your work life, isn't 100% even certain what your job is, because then you got to overcome this big mountain, right, to explain them what your job is. And I mean, they're not going to know because they just have to believe whatever you tell them. Okay. So if the question is, am I being lazy in my writing career? Am I, am I really not making progress or can I not see it? Ask one of your writer friends, right? Ask somebody who knows what you're working on. They know what your work ethic is. And you're going to have to ask somebody who's going to be honest with you. That's got to be part of this conversation. You've got to prep them and you've got to ask them to be honest and you've got to tell them that you can take it. And then when they are honest, you have to actually take it, right? If the area of your life that you're struggling with is something to do with your home life, maybe it's with your parenting. Maybe you feel like you're just, you're evaluating that and it's just not going the way you think it should and you worry that you're a bad mom. Ask somebody who is involved in your family, right? Somebody who's witnessed you parenting and ask somebody who might have a similar experience, right? somebody who has also raised children recently. Maybe they're a little ahead of you, okay? So you're gonna ask somebody for their opinion. Are you moving the needle? Are you making progress? Are you, are you just being lazy? Are you being too hard on yourself? Have a conversation with somebody. That's the first strategy. Strategy number two, get professional help, okay? Hire a coach, hire a therapist, you might have to go through multiple people, right? But if you find that you can't get out of this, this circle inside of your brain, you might need somebody who's going to speak to that, help you disrupt that, and who has practice doing it. Now, here is my advice when it comes to hiring a therapist or a coach. Thing number one, when we were working with an adoption coach, with our family, um, the adoption coach said, I don't know if anyone's told you this, but you are the expert on your family. And it was like a huge weight lifted off my shoulders to hear that because at that point we were talking to so many experts and we were getting so many different opinions and it was like so much input. And you're thinking, yeah, I mean, we already tried that thing, but they're saying we should do it again. And, and so maybe it just didn't work the first time and it'll work this next time. No, just like you're the expert on your family, you're the expert on being you. 
you are the expert on being you. So even though I could probably do at this point a whole episode on what to look for when you're hiring a coach or hiring a professional, go with your gut, okay? I've worked with good therapists. I've worked with bad therapists. I've worked with good coaches. I've worked with bad coaches. And even though past Mel didn't necessarily have the wisdom to look at those people and go, I think this person is really like doing some damage. I think this person might really be holding me back and not helping me. I still had that gut feeling, that that feeling that, no, I'm not just being argumentative. They're actually completely misreading me. So go with your gut. And if you're interested in my DIY coaching program, where it's all videos and worksheets and you answer the questions yourself, that is at meljolly.com forward slash unlock. That's called Unlock Your Five Star Future. So that's tip number two, get some professional advice. If you're ready to achieve your big dreams, it's time to join my DIY coaching program and accelerate your progress. What's that? You wanna know how a coaching program can be do-it-yourself? I'll tell you how. A coach's job is to ask you questions and help you figure out what's going to work for you while also teaching you the methods for overcoming your roadblocks and creating a future you are going to love. There's no one size fits all solution. That's why I designed Unlock Your Five Star Future the way I did. I created eight weeks of video lessons to handle the teaching part and over 100 pages of worksheets to ask you all the right questions to help you uncover your potential, unlock your motivation, find your focus and achieve your dreams. It's all about you. The best part is you can get started right now and work at your own pace. You'll pay once and get lifetime access. What are you waiting for? Go to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash unlock to join now and start living your version of your best life. Tip number three, be the fly on the wall. Be the fly on the wall in your own life. Okay, be, be like a scientific observer and write up a report, not, not based on your perception of how you're doing, but like what is actually observable, okay? So this would be the amount of time that you spent on something because if there's one thing that I have learned about humans, this is not creative people. This is not just creative people. Humans are bad at estimating time, okay? A human will tell you, and this is, this is um, when I read this in Deep Work by Cal Newport, I was out walking my dog and I literally like shouted out loud, yes, when he explained that as humans, we're just bad at estimating time, right? We'll think that we're working on something for eight hours, but if we were to actually like set a timer and like we work on it and we get up and we wander around and then we work on a little bit and then we, then we get on the internet, we do some things and then we work on a little bit, we're actually working like a cumulative hour and a half and not eight hours, okay? So when you are the fly on the wall, 
observe how long are you actually working and how did you feel and what was your output, okay? A lot of times with creative people, I run into this a lot with um, when I'm coaching a writer who is going from a day job to writing full time. And they had all they've ever had was a day job. Okay. And my experience was going from a day job to freelancing and working for myself. It's not about putting in an eight hour day, it's about getting the amount of work done that you need to get done. Right. It's not about quantity of time, it's about quality of output. So a lot of writers, when they're making this transition, will think, well, I have to put in an eight-hour day. No, you don't. You have to get in the right amount of work. And whether or not that that takes you two hours or 12 hours, it's not the number of hours that matter, okay? So when you, when you start this fly-on-the-wall thing, just pick one area of your life. Okay, so let's say that the area that you think you're slacking in is your health. Only track related to your health when you first get started because you're gonna feel crazy if you, try to, if you try to track a whole bunch of different things at once. But you wanna give yourself a productivity rating, one to 10. So health. Maybe what you're gonna do is you're gonna track your exercise. You can track, okay, well, did I put in any time? Yes, okay, how much time did I put in? What type of exercise did I do? How did I feel about it? And then you can still give yourself a one to 10 rating on how hard you tried. Because I don't know about you, but I've a hundred percent showed up for a workout and, and like, really, like, I just wanted to check it off the list. I'm like, no, I'm, 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 I'm doing it. Oh gosh, I think I need to change the music on my station. Are we done with that exercise already? Well, shoot, I just, I'll just let the video keep playing, right? This is what happens when you work out from home and there's nobody there to yell at you. So let's say we're talking about your parenting. Maybe you want to start being the fly on the wall there. What's actually said? Try to observe. What was your body language like? What was your tone like? What are the results of your interaction? When you're the fly on the wall, yes, you do want to track your feeling, but it's not coming through the filter of, I am bad at this, right? Does that make sense? You can't filter everything looking for evidence that you're doing a poor job. Scientifically, you need to just look for the evidence, not you're doing a good job, not you're doing a bad job, because you're going to find whatever you look for. So if you can't remove this filter, that's going to make it really hard for you. But I will say that tracking and rating yourself, it gets a lot easier the more you do it, right? The first week is going to be super uncomfortable and you're going to be like, I don't know, is this an eight on the productivity scale or a 10 or a four? I don't know. But eventually you'll fall into a rhythm and you'll start to see, okay, most days I'm at a seven. Most days I'm at a seven. And then as you track over weeks at a time, you'll start to see like, wow, I have had two weeks out of the last eight weeks where I go from a seven to a three. And ladies, this is your moment to say, is this related to my hormone cycle? Is something happening? Because once you're able to start gathering this information and you can start to see a pattern, 
that knowledge gives you power, right? Because if it is related to your hormone cycle or your sleep cycle or what you're eating, once you track the one thing, you can start looking outside the one thing because everything is interconnected. I'm just telling you to track one area at first so you don't get overwhelmed, right? Once you start looking at how everything's related, your brain will start to piece together like, wow, every time I have, um, you know, Taco Tuesday for lunch, I want to take a nap that afternoon. Maybe I should have Taco Salad Tuesday instead of Taco Tuesday, right? That knowledge gives you information. Now, one more thing about tracking. If you're the kind of person, okay, if you're like me, you're going to want to do this in a spreadsheet or on a piece of paper and your planner and your journal. I like making up my own system. It's just one of my things, right? That's why you get so many free downloads for me because usually I made it up for myself and I'm like, other people could use this. Here you go. <laughs> if you are not like me and you don't want to make up your own system, um, I want to tell you about growthday.com. This is an app created by Brendan Burchard and it, it has journaling and tracking and rating yourself as part of it. That's part of his system. He wrote the book, High Performance Habits. Like I can, it's right back there on my shelf. Um, but part of his system is having you rate yourself one to 10. And so the app will, will remind you to do that. And you can look at, you can do your tracking that way. It's not a free app, but it does come with a lot of training videos. And I purchased it not so I could do my tracking in it, but so I could see those videos. I like the people and the coaches that he has brought in and it's all growth and personal development. So it's like Jenna Kutcher, uh, Brendan Burchard, Dave Hollis, Mel Robbins, who wrote the five second rule and has a really great Ted talk. They all have videos in there. So if you get the app, you can watch all of that coaching, which comes out every month as well. So that's growthday.com. Okay. So those are your three strategies. Those are your three strategies for figuring out, am I being lazy? Am I being too hard on myself? Am I, not, am, am I working on what matters? Am I not working on what matters? Am I procrastinating? Kind of what's happening here, right? So you're gonna to talk to somebody you know, you're gonna get professional help, or you're gonna be the scientific observer. You're gonna be the fly on the wall and you're gonna look at your own life and say, what the heck is happening here? And once you have your hypothesis, now we can talk about solutions, right? So maybe, maybe what you're discovering is at this point in time, the reason you're feeling this like nagging wondering of whether or not you're lazy is actually because you're not moving the needle. You're just not making progress. You've realized you're working, but you're working on the wrong things. You wanna launch your podcast, but you keep working on your logo instead of recording any episodes. Spoiler alert, you can launch a podcast without a logo, but you can't launch it, launch it without any episodes, right? Okay, so your solution, if that is the issue, is to, to find the things, the 20%, right? This is the 80-20 rule. Find the 20% of activities you can do that will actually get you closer to your goal. If the goal is to launch the podcast, start recording the episodes. That's the 20% that actually has to happen. If the goal is to build muscle mass, you're probably going to have to exercise, right? 
not just research uh, how to build muscle mass or watch that app where um, Thor is like lifting, Thor is lifting barbells, dumbbells. Yes, everybody else has checked out that app but not purchased it yet. Okay, anyway, uh, I got distracted. Okay, so if you find that you're not moving the needle, you need to reevaluate what you're doing and figure out what you can do that will actually get you closer to your goal, okay? If what you're finding is that you're working super hard and you are working on what matters, then you need to like reassess your progress. You need to recognize that you are doing work. You are getting things done. You are moving the needle forward. It's just going slower than you want it to. One of my coaching clients came up with this great analogy. So she, was, she loves train travel, right? And this is one of the issues she deals with. She feels like things aren't going fast enough. But the issue is always not that she's not working, not that she's not moving the needle, not that things aren't progressing. It's just that she's not recognizing it. So when you travel on a train, if you look out the window and you look like right here, like three feet outside the window and you look at the ground, it's like blurry because it's moving so fast. But if you look at the mountains way in the distance, they're not moving at all. So progress is all about perspective. Are you looking at what you're actually getting done day after day after day after day that's going by so fast by the window? Or are you looking at the mountain and be like, mm, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening at all, right? Because you're looking too far ahead. You're looking at the goal that's five years away or one year away. One year is so long, right? It's so short, but then it's so long when you're going through it. So if you're having trouble recognizing your progress, make a list. Make a list of everything that you've accomplished towards your goal or goals or dreams in the last month, in the last three months, in the last year, in the last five years. Make it a running list. I have a special journal for this because I struggle. I struggle to recognize that I am in fact making progress. So you're not alone make a running list or create some kind of visual for yourself. I can't show it to you right now. I'll do an episode that shows you this at some point, but on my wall, I have my quarter laid out. Like right now it's July, August and September. Is that what were they going? Yes, July, August, September. And I have all the things that I'm working on, on, on post-its. When I finish the thing, I save the post-it and I move it to another poster board so that I can see all these post-its stacking up. So I can literally see all the things that I'm doing towards my goals. So make a Kanban board or a battle board or something else that you can physically see. We do all this work on the internet and on our computers and we shut down our computer and walk away and all of a sudden it's like we did nothing, right? If you walk into my office, it looks the same day after day after day. My husband used to do construction and he used to build landscaping walls. So when he left the job site for the day, he could literally see his progress. And when he came back the next day, he could literally see his progress. And when it was all done, we could drive past that person's house and he could see a job well done, right? 
Those of us that work on the computer, we don't get that. So create a visual for yourself. So whatever you find in this, am I being lazy? Am I not? Then ask yourself, do I need to recognize my progress? Do I need to move the needle? Do I need to reassess what I'm doing and pick other things, right? That's today's challenge. Pick one of these methods, right? And figure out if you're not moving the needle or if you're just being impatient. Or maybe it's something else. But evaluate what's happening and come up with a solution and apply it, right? There's no reason to stay in this place of like feeling bad about the work you're getting done. It doesn't help. It doesn't encourage you. You can't bully yourself into going further faster, right? You're going to get a lot further if you are cheering yourself on. So in case you tuned out for a minute, just because I said the word lazy so many times, I want to make sure I cap it off with this. You are not lazy. If you're even asking yourself the question, I can pretty much guarantee you are not lazy, right? You just might not be applying your energy in a way that's working well for you right now. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and got something you needed. If you did, please remember to take a screenshot of the podcast and post it on your favorite social media platform. Not only will it help this growing podcast find new listeners, you also retain new information better when you tell others about it. So make a quick post about today's episode and then take action on what you learned. Remember, if future you is different than present you, that means you're gonna have to do something different. If you'd like to get more clarity on who you want to become, be sure and download the free Becoming Future You journal at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash journal.